honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, cast on skillets, good and hot, watch it steam and crack and pop, cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop him black gang candy stripes. Look at him loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table a show dedicated to the people of our Appalachian region who produce, prepare, and preserve our foods and agricultural products. Our theme song you just heard was sung, arranged, and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. And this is your hostess, Amy Campbell. Emmy Sunshine will be singing in concert at the Bijou Theater in Knoxville this Sunday, and we are really proud of this talented 13-year-old musician from East Tennessee. Today, we are setting the table with early spring greens and ramps. Our first guest will be food writer Ronnie Lundy, who in 2017 won two James Beard Awards for her book entitled Vittles, An Appalachian Journey with Recipes. I also have a delightful segment from Fred Sossman of Johnson City featuring a ramp dig in Unicoi County. And I've got a big list of events in our area that are food and agriculturally related, presented by, by area nonprofit organizations, and a really pretty gospel tune picked out today by Dolly Parton. Thank you so much for joining us today at our Tennessee table. We appreciate your good company. Now let's get started. Ronnie Lundy, a Corbin, Kentucky native, has been writing about food and bluegrass music for many years. And last year, she scored big in the wind department and won two James Beard Foundation Awards for her book entitled Fiddles, An Appalachian Journey with Recipes. For this book, she won the first place award for American cooking and also won Book of the Year from the Foundation which to the world of the culinary writing scene is akin to winning the Super Bowl. The day after she won these awards, here's what she had to say about it. I'm honored so deeply by this recognition from my colleagues, but the true honor belongs to the people of Appalachia, past, present, and future, whose lives, struggles, triumphs, and stories are the meat of vittles. Ronnie is just as down-to-earth as she can be, and she was kind enough to let me come over to her house in the fall of 2016. That was before she won all these awards and even before she went on her book tour. And she let me record her reading straight from this book. And in this chapter that she's going to share with us, she talks about the new tender springtime greens that, if we're lucky, we get to eat in the springtime of every new year. So let's join Ronnie and hear from her right now. Food. So this is from Vittles. 
um, an Appalachian journey with recipes. And this chapter is called Messing with Greens. Winter in the mountains begins with the first bowl of soup beans, corn popped later to fuel the crisp early night with conversation. In good years, the fun of getting cozy seems to last until little Christmas, the end of the holidays on January 6th. Ah, but then the slow slide into cabin fever begins. It's not that winter doesn't have its pleasures in the mountains, it's just that it sticks around too long. That may be why mountain dwellers seem to have an absolute passion for wild spring greens. The more pungent, the better. That's why they start scouting the landscape in the first warm days for the telltale signs of ramps, most famously, but also for branch lettuce and then creases. It's why they look for early poke and pick its tiny tender leaves. And that love of greens extends as long as it can, right through the last of the fall mustard and kale in the garden. Each green has its own distinct flavor and texture, and certain greens are cooked one way, while others are best made another. And while there are plenty of methods for cooking these greens, they can largely be grouped into three families. Lettuces for killing, salad, and pot liquor. Lettuces for killing. Families take to the woods to gather up a mess, meaning enough to feed everybody, of greens and come home to fry up a skillet of bacon. The cooked bacon is crumbled to be added with chopped green onions on the finished dish, and the hot bacon grease is used to dress the crisp greens, also doused with cider vinegar, a dose of salt, and black pepper. Branch lettuce is one of the favorites for killing. It gets its name because it can be found along the edges of icy mountain springs or branches in the earliest spring. Not actually a lettuce, it's a variety of saxifraga, with toothy, fuzzy leaves that offer just a bit of resistance when you bite, and a taste that is tart and cleansing. Of course, killed or kilt lettuce, so-called because the hot dressing wilts or kills the greens, can be made with any crisp garden salad green. Even in the city, I knew that spring was in the air when my mother announced that killed lettuce was for supper. She used the best iceberg lettuce she could find. These days, I gravitate toward mache and arugula mixed with young romaine. My mother would make a skillet of cornbread and that would be our whole meal, something primal and reviving in that big bowl of hot dressed greens. Salad. Salad isn't salad. A salad of greens in the South is made by cooking particular fresh greens fairly quickly in a skillet of hot bacon grease. In the mountains, we make salad with a variety of wild greens. The most famous of these is poke salad, of course. And well, if you have that album by Tony Joe White that spells it P-O-L-K-S-A-L-A-D, my guess is you shouldn't blame that Louisiana boy. That prissy spelling was likely fotched on by a record label on one of the coasts, bless its heart. Poke, P-O-K-E, is short for pokeweed, a wild and profuse plant with leaves that are edible only in the very early spring and only if cooked properly. It's a bother to prepare, but we bothered because the taste, similar to spinach but brighter and tangier, is one a body begins to crave. Poke is said to have tonic and reviving qualities, and while I can't make any such health claims for it, I know I always feel pert after eating a mess. We harvested only leaves smaller than your hand, and no other potentially lethal part of the pokeweed was consumed. After rinsing them well, we boiled the poke greens in a big pot of water for three minutes uncovered and then thoroughly drained the water. 
we'd repeat the process. And some folks boiled and drained as many as four times. I rinsed the leaves after the second draining, then shook and patted them dry with a tea towel. The mess was then cooked in bacon grease in a skillet with chopped up green onion until everything was tender and then eaten with cornbread. Poke was not the only wild green to get the salad treatment, and that's salad, S-A-L-L-E-T. Doc, purslane, lamb's quarters, and in some parts of the mountains, tiny new fiddlehead ferns are favorites. When my parents lived in Detroit during World War II so my daddy could work in the factories, my mother gathered dandelion and other wild greens from the medium of a boulevard. She told me she couldn't find kale or mustard in the grocery, but the tender greens cooked with bacon provided a taste of home. Creasy greens, known elsewhere as land creases, are a type of mustard that grows both wild and cultivated in the mountains. Similar in flavor to watercress, creases are both stronger in taste and firm in texture. So while some folks these days eat them snipped raw into a salad, the preferred way of dealing with them in Southern Appalachia was to cook them into salad. They shrink in the cooking considerably, so it takes a mighty big amount to feed a family, and that's why beaten eggs were often scrambled into the skillet. Sochan, or Sochani, is another wild spring green, particularly beloved by the Cherokee. Growing profusely along creeks and rivers, when it comes into maturity, this coneflower in the sunflower family will bear bright yellow daisy-like flowers. But the edible leaves of the plant are gathered when young and tender, well before bloom time, in the early spring. Sochan leaves should be rinsed well, and then covered with water and simmered until tender before draining well. They can then be made into salad. The green is also good in stews, and the Cherokee often added it to a pot of hominy. Once a pungent mountain secret, deliciously garlicky spring ramps now show up in restaurants all around the country, and there is some worry that they are being badly harvested to meet this demand. Old-timers knew that ramps should not be pulled from the ground, root and all. They should be harvested with a sharp knife, cutting the bulb a bit above the rootstock and leaving that root to spread and regenerate a new crop the next spring. Many folks cooked the chopped up ramp leaves and bulbs as described for salad, but generally they were combined with potatoes and or eggs and country ham. Pot liquor. Greens are not only a spring tonic in the mountains, they provide vitamins, minerals, and flavor in the early part of the winter. Now, collards thrive in the sandy soils and hotter climate of the deep and coastal south, but they are very rarely among the greens preferred for growing and eating in the southern Appalachians. The Scots-Irish brought kale to the region, and that sturdy leaf was ballast in the pot. Mustard and turnip are also prized, sometimes added to the kettle for bite to kale's more mineral tang, or cooked and eaten alone. Hardy characters, all three, can sometimes be found in the long-harvested garden plot poking up through the snow. This sturdiness <laughs> calls for a long, slow braise with a chunk of pork for seasoning. Like soup beans, a bowl of greens might serve as the center of a wintertime supper. Beloved sometimes even more than the tender greens, the rich broth called pot liquor marries the essence of the greens with the umami of the pork and is best consumed sopped up with absorbent cornbread. Now, schisms exist over whether the best method to do that is to dunk a wedge or crumble it in. I, however, am ecumenical and appreciate both.
If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Ronnie Lundy, two-time James Beard Foundation Award winner for her book, Vittles, has just shared with us a chapter from that book entitled Messing with Greens. Details about Ronnie at RonnieLundy.com, and she spells that R-O-N-N-I-L-U-N-D-Y. Let's take a break and hear about some fun springtime activities going on in our area. And after that, we're going to hear from Fred Sossman on that ramp dig in Unicoi County. Here are several activities and events sponsored by area nonprofit groups that are farming, food, and agriculturally related. If you're in your car or you can't write all this stuff down, not to worry, all the links are on my website. Century Harvest Farm and Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee will host an open house on Saturday, May 5th from 12 until 6 p.m. with a bounce house, climbing wall, snow cones, and face painting for the kids, along with live music, tours of the farm, a look at the new farm store, and a meal of grass-fed beef cooked over an open fire, lemon dill cabbage slaw, baked beans with apple and bacon, and water tea and lemonade for a modest donation to the foundation. The mission of the foundation is to end food insecurity in our area. Details by Facebook Century Harvest Farm Foundation. The Nourish Knoxville Market Square Farmers Market will host its opening day of the spring season on Wednesday, May 2nd from 11 until 2 and Saturday from 9 until 2. These two markets will take place weekly on these days until November. There are four weekly markets operated by East Tennessee Farmers Association of Retail Marketing. They are now open and happen as follows. Every Tuesday is the Afternoon Ebenezer Road Farmers Market from 3 until 6, located around where Westland joins Ebenezer Road in West Knotts County. Every Wednesday is the Afternoon Oak Ridge Farmers Market from 3 until 6 at Jackson Square. Every Friday is the Afternoon Lakeshore Park Farmer's Market from 3 until 6 p.m. And every Saturday, the Morning Oak Ridge Farmer's Market is 8 until 12 noon at Historic Jackson Square. The Miracle Farmer's Market is now open and takes place every Saturday from 9 a.m. until 12 noon at Founder Square in downtown Miraville. And today, they're celebrating week two of their opening season. The Dixie Lee Farmer's Market in West Knotts County will open May 5th. The Teleco Plains Farmer's Market will open in June as well as the Sevierville Farmer's Market. The CAC Beardsley Community Farm has put out a call for scholarship sponsorships to send a child to the upcoming Beardsley Farm Camp which takes place June 4th through 8th. The goal of the farm is to host a camp that is inclusive to all children of all socioeconomic levels. And today, they will be hosting a summer crop workday and plant sale from 9 o'clock until 12 noon. Be sure to bring a pair of gloves, closed-toed shoes, and a water bottle. And the plants they will offer for sale will be sweet and hot pepper plants, tomato plants, herb and berry plants. The Appalachian Region Wine Producers Association presents the second annual Nine Lakes Wine Festival, May 17th, 18th, and 19th at Melton Hill Lake Park in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, featuring 100-plus Tennessee wines and ciders, live music, chef demos, and wine seminars. 
If you're not a wine drinker, non-tasting tickets are available at a reduced price. The National Cornbread Festival takes place this weekend, April 28th and 29th, in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. The Art from the Hills Spring Art Show opening will take place at the Phoenix Building next to the pharmacy in downtown Knoxville on Friday, May 4th from 6 to 9. The art featured will be prints of photographs and paintings, several of them are of local farmers and food producers from East Tennessee. This show will hang until the end of May during the Dogwood Arts Festival. And the Blount County Beekeepers Association is hosting a field day today for new beekeepers at Charlie Parton's Farm in Maryville, Tennessee. It begins at 10 a.m. at 1768 East Brown School Road in Maryville, Tennessee. More information by phone 865-776-1875. Also, the link for that information is on the website. The East Tennessee chapter of the National Young Farmers Coalition is a networking and advocacy group for new and beginning farmers. This group hosts four to six events per year, such as potlucks, farm tours, and film screenings, a great way to meet other local growers. And again, links and phone numbers to connect with all of these groups can be found in one big list on my website, tennesseefarmtable.com under the link that says listen to the show. And now let's hear from our friend Fred Sossman from Johnson City, Tennessee with his potluck radio segment on a ramp dig in Unicoi County. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. Today we're digging ramps, wild mountain leaks, in the mountains of Unicoi County, Tennessee, with Richard and Mary Waldrop, members of the Flag Pond Ruritan Club, which sponsors a ramp festival every May. You notice how black the dirt is? It's rich dirt. That's what they like. Pretty easy spot, aren't they? Yeah. There's nothing else in the mountains like them. We usually try to dig uh, two or three bags at a time when we go because it's, it's so high up on the mountain. People don't realize how much they'd have to pay if they was in New York for a mess of ramps. And the Yankees love them. <laughs> Do they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite way to eat ramps? Fried taters. That's the only way I like them. I don't like them. In, well, I like them in meatloaf. A lot of people will take these leaves and put them in a salad. This is French lettuce, and it grows near a stream normally. And older people used to gather uh, branch lettuce and ramps in the early spring of the year. And uh, after this seeds, then it dies down, and you can only get it in early spring. And uh, older folks would... Uh, uh, gather the lettuce and the ramps and take it home and wash it and chop it up into bite-sized pieces and make cornbread and they would fry bacon to get the hot oil and they would put it over the ramps and branch lettuce and they called it killing. The Indians say if you eat ramps in the spring you'll live to another spring. I'll eat me some pretty quick so I won't live in the next spring anyway. For Potluck Radio in Unicoi County, Tennessee, I'm Fred Sausman.
Thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. Hope you can join us again right back here next Saturday at 9 a.m. on the radio dial at WDVX.com out in Knoxville or anytime on our podcast, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself and sung, arranged, and performed by Emmy Sunshine of East Tennessee. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That is spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We hope you'll reach out and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and also our podcast on TennesseeFarmTable.com. And please tell your friends about us. We want to say thank you to WDVX Radio out of Knoxville, Tennessee. They are a true community-supported radio station that does not receive funding from universities or government agencies. The community and businesses support WDVX. Through an agreement with WDVX, they are our media partner, and the Tennessee Farm Table Show is broadcast on that station every Saturday at 9 a.m. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.